Podcast Studios. This, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hi, happy Monday. How are you? Good, good, good. good. You? Good. Chill weekend? Chill. Oh, so chill. So nice. Mm. It was good. Very laid back. Uh, Halloween shopping. Did you? Yeah, for that, for the kids, not for me. Did I you didn't get, get anything. Did you get costumes picked out? Yes. They chose what they were going to be. 15 different times they've changed their mind, but eventually I just said, whatever you're getting is what you're going to be. Was it uh, like a game show? Like, did you ask them several times? Is that your final answer? Yeah, I told them. I'm like, this is it. This is it. I'm not coming back to return. I'm not changing it. They were six different things. And even in the store, my youngest changed her. She's four though, right? So like, this is this is my life with her. But she changed her mind so many times to the point where she thought she was going to be something heading into the store, but left with a different costume. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're happy with the choices? Oh, uh, well, do you do you know what Huggy Wuggy is? No. Yeah, okay. It's this stupid YouTube video character, like a scary guy. He's big and blue, and he's got sharp teeth. And my oldest has decided that she's going with, with Huggy Wuggy as a, as a costume. So is it my favorite kind of costume she's ever worn? No. It's pretty creepy, actually. She's getting into the scary side. She loves scary shit. Which is not like huh. me. Like, I am not, like, a crazy, like, into th- horror movies, love Halloween, whatever. But I feel like I got to embrace it for her. Because she's just, she wants to be this character that kills people. It's a kid's character that hugs people to death to the point where they bleed. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. It's fucked up. But you know what's messed up? By the way, parents, don't judge me. She doesn't watch any of it. She's never seen it. But she knows who Huggy Wuggy is because stores sell Huggy Wuggy things and she thinks it's kind of cool like it's funny like look at this scary monster thing she likes monsters and there's this thing called a fuggler doll she likes the fugglers you and i used to talk about different things i know (laughs) i mean trust me so i left i left halloween spirit being like you sure you don't want to be a mermaid you sure you don't want to be this okay but like i gotta i gotta let her be what she wants to be right now how firm are you on this whole i'm not taking it back there's no exchanges no refunds if she comes to you and says it changed my mind. Are you going to cave? Maybe for that one. My youngest looks adorable. She's got a cute costume. But like for that, for the Huggy Wuggy, I, I don't even know if she can wear it to school. That's the thing I told her. Like you might have to wear your costume from last year to school because I don't know if I'm going to get called for the principal being like, hey, yeah, so your grade one child came to school dressed as someone who hugs someone to death. And that doesn't really align with our guidelines and our blah, blah. Like I'm going to for sure get that phone call. That's great, though. I'd love to be there for that and see how you stick handle that one with the principal on the phone. Like, is that what that is? I'll act stupid. That's usually my go-to. Really? Huggy Wuggy is me? <gasps> oh, no. I didn't no. know. I thought it was a cute little... I thought it was like a Sesame... It's not Sesame Street? <laughs> oh, a bone crusher. I didn't know that. I oh. thought it said Grover. Oh, oh shit. Oh, I right. feel terrible. Have you had have awkward conversations <laughs> with the principal yet? No. Principal, no. Teachers, yeah. Really? Well, weird thing. I shouldn't say... Guess kind of awkward, like weird shit that happens, you know, because when kids are little, they do things and they truly are innocent. They do not realize it's not okay to want to show someone your underwear just because there's a cool character on it. You know, like <laughs> things like that that you have to have conversations with your kids about to start off. So they're young. So I still get those kinds of things where it's like, yeah, or she kept, she, whatever. She, yeah, she did this or this happened on the playground. Little things, right? Got Little it. things. Nothing nothing major. This huggy-wuggy thing might come to p- bite me in the ass, though. We'll see. Yeah, I'm really curious to I see how know. that goes. Uh, by the way, guys, coming up at the end of this episode is going to be the replay of today's missed connections from our radio morning shows. I actually did some Halloween shopping this weekend, too. 
That's weird. I know. Why would you? Things I've never in my life said. You don't I like did Halloween, Halloween shopping. You don't like Halloween. Who are you shopping for? I hate it. Me. I was shopping for me. Here's what happened. Girlfriend, and I think she conned me. She convinced me that she also doesn't like Halloween. And I'm thinking, fuck, I found my soulmate. Somebody else who thinks that whole day is stupid. Great. Perfect. Now we can both be Halloween Grinches and just ignore the world on the 31st of October. Maybe even turn off the lights and close the door and order a pizza or something. <laughs> fuck everybody. We're not participating. Fuck everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Wake me up when October ends. That's what I thought we were getting into. And then she came, just very casually, very subtly. Oh, we got invited to a Halloween party. It looks like it'd be fun. Bye, you got to dress up though. And then just left. And I thought, shit, she wants to go to this party. So I asked some follow-up questions. Like, is it firm? Do you need to dress up to go to this Halloween party? She said, yeah, it's a dress-up mm-hmm. one. So I said, fine. Let's go and look at costumes. And that's how it all began. I got conned, right? I think I got conned. Well, I mean, you how would you feel if she went to the party without you? Oh, that'd be lovely. You, you oh, wouldn't care? That would you be wouldn't a godsend. Feel, hang on, though. Oh. You wouldn't feel bad? I'd pick At her all? up and drop her off so she can have a few drinks. That's nice. I mean, that's nice, but she probably would want you there. Yeah. You don't have to go all I'm out, like though. That. Do you have to go all out? Like, you have to actually buy a costume? Well- And did you- Wait, did you buy a costume? Not yet. Okay. We're in the looking phase, and it turns out there's a lot of stores that sell this shit. We went to a party city. Yeah. And then we passed like 18 different spirit Halloweens and apparently they all have different selections. So I don't know how long this process is going to take. I've never done it before. But one thing I did buy, decorations for the house. You, you're you decorating your house? I know. I'm Mr. Christmas guy. As soon as Halloween's over, I got the Christmas stuff ready to go. Actually, it's still up from last year. But Halloween, <laughs> I typically ignore and now look at me turning a corner. Now I've got an inflatable with like five pumpkins sitting on my Good lawn. Good for you. And a light up jack-o'-lantern on the porch. Is it, uh, is it one of the, sad during the day? Like it just kind of limps around in the wind? Like, yeah. I'm and not, then it, because uh, you don't want to plug that shit in all day. No, not during the day. Those things always make me laugh during the day. Because they're all just so sad, like just witches and deflated pumpkins and <laughs> def- deflated fucking bats and shit. But then the night comes, like, woo, you gave me life. It's great. Oh, good yes, for you, getting it, into the Halloween spirit. Thank you. It is very much like that. Uh, it's so far out of my comfort zone to want to dress up. So if I actually do do this, and I'm not committed yet, we've gone and looked and mm-hmm. we've discussed possibilities options, but no commitment yet. Is a couple costume a possibility? That's what we were looking okay. at. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's a big deal for you. I know. Wow. I feel weird even describing it. Like, shit, I did Halloween shopping and I've never done that before. Weird because my kids love Halloween, but I was just left them on their own. Like, yeah, fuck you guys do whatever you want. Just <laughs> clean it up on the 31st. <laughs> So this is all new to me. Interesting. All I, right. I will keep you guys posted. And if you have any good suggestions, by all means, let us know. Uh, one more thing. I spent a lot of time yesterday trying to clean out my filtered messages on Instagram. There's so many people who have taken the time to message us about things they've heard on After 9. And thank you. We appreciate that. My problem was, and it comes up around birthdays and shit like that, where you get a whole bunch of people messaging you. And if they're not followers or someone that you've had a connection with, it just goes to your filtered messages. So I went in there and there were some that were like 102 weeks old. Oh boy. It was f- messed up. Then I finally got to the bottom and found another folder. Hidden messages. Yeah. 
They hid the yeah. hidden messages. Yeah, guys, just so you know, they have like a, a folder and a folder there. And it takes, I do, I do my best to check it when I can, but it doesn't even notify you. So you really have to go out of your way. So if you do message us, I think I have replied to most of those. I, I do it semi, you know, regularly, but it's funny the, the amount of people who will say in the message, like, well, I messaged Scott, but I didn't hear back. So now, you know, it's, it's not, nothing against you. Well, now that it's down to empty that box, I can manage it. I can stay on top of it and stuff like that. I don't anticipate there's going to be anything where we get a lot of messages in all at once. But one thing I would say is the words, the, the reasons it decides to put something in your hidden messages, so many of them from about three weeks ago. Do you remember when our federal government gave a standing ovation to a fucking Nazi yeah. in the House of Commons? Yes. Yeah, that actually happened, folks. Anybody who wrote Nazi in the message, it automatically yeah. went to the hidden messages. It finds words and then it's like, nope, even if they're totally fine messages to get. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. All right, there's a lot of stuff to get to here, and we're going to do some, uh, as we always do, some more fun stuff at the end, and we've got your missed connections coming up, but let's start off with something that's affecting everybody right now, the economy. Now, the parliamentary budget officer says it's going to get worse before it gets better. Oh, great. A new report says higher interest rates are going to lead the economy to stagnate in the second half of the year. Now, we're almost halfway through the second half of the year, mm -hmm. and yeah, I agree, it is completely stagnant. They say... The federal deficit is going to rise substantially this year, and that's namely because, well, the government has to pay interest rates too. The economic and fiscal outlook is predicting consumer spending is going to remain weak in the second half of this year and the first half of next year. The PBO assumes the Bank of Canada is going to leave interest rates where they are for now mm -hmm. with a cut coming in April. Do we all buy it? Does everyone kind of agree with that? April? I've heard a lot of economists say that. And what I'm trying to figure out is it's bothered me since the beginning when they started insane, insanely raising these, these interest rates is they call it a lagging indicator. They raise rates and then they're supposed to wait and see what impact it has on the economy. And then they raise it again or they lower it back down. These fucking idiots in, in uh, the Bank of Canada rose it, raised it nine times. And then they said, OK, now let's wait and see what it does. Well, you've completely stagnated the economy. People are broke. We've got more consumer mm -hmm. insolvencies and bankruptcies than in modern history. Not since the Depression has it been this bad. Uh, biggest homeless population we've had in years. We've got uh, record food bank use. All of that should tell people at the Bank of Canada. Yeah. They went way too hard, way too fast. And, and let's not forget, everything they did to control inflation had no impact on inflation. None of it. They, they wanted to bring down the price of groceries. The fact that two weeks ago they had to haul all the grocery companies into Ottawa and say, all right, for sure this time, now you got to lower prices, should be proof positive that raising interest rates to lower grocery prices was never going to work. Raising interest rates to tame inflation when it comes to housing did nothing but make housing more in expensive, which raises inflation. Now they're the problem. The actual problem is the Bank of Canada, and they don't want to admit it. So while they don't really have any stand or strong ground to stand on here and say, yes, we need to raise rates again, they're not going to lower them. I think it's all a plan. I think in April they're going to come down. I don't think it'll be any sooner unless there's something catastrophic in mm -hmm. the economy, but I think this is the way they wanted it all along. I think in their perfect world, they wanted it at 5.5%, but they knew they did too much damage already, so they had to back off on that last half point. Ugh, I just feel like that still sucks to hear, though, If the, even if that is the case. That's six months. 
of high interest rates. Like, what are people going to do? Six months. Do they not get that it's like a dire situation in so many homes right now? I mean, now it's time for home heating season, right? And mm-hmm. that carbon taxes, that's going to be new this year on your winter bills. Yeah. How are people going to afford it? Yeah. And and what do we cut? You know, I'd, I'd really like the, uh, the prime minister or the finance minister, stop your stupid cut your Disney Plus subscription bullshit. I'd like the prime minister or the finance minister to say, okay, here's what you should do. If you can't afford your mortgage, don't pay your phone bill for a few months. Just leave it. Fuck it. Or you know what? Don't, uh, don't pay your car payments for the next little while. Focus on keeping your home. A little bit of guidance would be good. I know they're not going to tell us, pay this bill, don't pay that bill. But these are the realities that families are dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the government doesn't get it. It's really messed up. Uh, Over the weekend, the federal NDP had their convention in Hamilton. What a shit show that turned out to be. I never expected to see that many protesters at an NDP convention, but here we are, screaming free Palestine. They even crashed in during Jagmeet Singh's speech. It was wild. Never seen anything like it. Security guard got assaulted. It was a mess. But one of the things the NDP resolved is the members of the party... This is the first time they had a chance to weigh in on the confidence and supply motion that Jagmeet signed with Justin. This is the first time the members had a say on it. And basically what they said is, unless Trudeau commits to universal, for everybody, pharmacare, in other words, free prescription drugs, the deal is off and we could have an election at any time. Mm. Do you think Trudeau's going to do that? Because the cost of prescription drugs for an entire nation would be in the trillions. Huge. Huge. Annually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't see it happening. We don't have that kind of money, but basically Trudeau's in a situation now where he either needs to find the money or the NDP says, we're done. We're out. Uh, eight and 10 confirmed. Jagmeet Singh is their leader. That's actually a really hmm. low approval number from your own party at your own convention. Usually those numbers are a lot higher. But anyway, moving on from the economy, let's talk about kids for a second. You know, there are four different stories in the news today about teenagers that were seriously hurt running from the cops this weekend. One of them at Canada's Wonderland, uh, cops saw a kid doing something suspicious, got out to investigate. As soon as the kid saw the cop, he booked it, ran across Jane Street and got smoked by a car. Oh, my gosh. Critical condition. What the heck? What is going on? Why are there so many young people, number one, emboldened to commit serious crimes, and then number two, Running from the cops. I think one of the worst things you can ever do in any situation is run from the cops. It just Mm -hmm. makes it so much harder to Mm -hmm. deal with afterwards. Yeah, it really does. It's never a smart idea. But I mean, there's probably a reason why they're running from the cops, though, and they haven't made a smart choice to begin with. So sometimes they, in their mind, they're thinking... I can't make it worse, but you can. You can make you it can. so much worse. You can make it worse. You know, at least do that and you could sort, even if you feel like you're innocent for whatever reason, sort through it after, listen to the cops, get through it. I've had this conversation with my kids when they were younger and we've talked about hanging out with the bad crowd, doing dumb shit, that sort of thing. And one of the things that I distinctly remember telling my kids is you don't need to be afraid of cops. You don't need to be afraid of cops even if you've done something wrong. You need to be afraid of cops if you turn into an asshole when they're talking to you or if you run. Mm -hmm. The worst thing you can do is run. Do people not talk to their kids about that anymore and explain to them how much worse it's going to be if you try and take off? I don't know. Same thing with the hit and runs. Somebody hits somebody with a car and then flees the scene. I mean, we're also assuming that they have that in their life. A parent? 
sometimes, Scott, it's amazing how many people just don't pay attention to their kids. So uh, we don't know every single circumstance, but I'm just saying, I think that there's a lack of parental something happening there to begin with, in my opinion. Did you disconnect from the news or did you follow anything in the Middle East this weekend? Uh, a little bit of disconnect this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I needed to. Yeah. I didn't watch much just because it's so heavy and so fucking sad. Yeah. And, and, you know, it seems like every time I turn on the news now, I see uh, Palestinian flags waving and people cheering on Hamas. Mm-hmm. Not the Palestinian people, actual Hamas, a terrorist group. And now the Israeli military has ordered people in the north. For those who aren't familiar with the geography of the area, you've got uh, Israel. Right below it, mostly below it, is Gaza. To the west, actually east, you've got the West Bank. And then to the north, you've got Lebanon. Lebanon controlled by Hezbollah, another group that doesn't like the Israelis. They've been firing missiles and rockets and and gunfire into Israel. So now it looks like they may have a war going on the north and the south. Oh, wow. I don't like the way this is going. I mean, I don't like any of this at all, period. But it seems like a lot more people are going to get killed. And I don't know. There's a lot of people who have made the decision to stay in Israel, and that's fine. But if the government's offering you an opportunity to get out, and they're doing a good job now at getting people out, they just got some people out of the West Bank today. Great. Maybe you should take it, guys, because this doesn't look good. Uh, I don't actually no. We do have listeners in Israel. We can see that in the uh, the reports. So if you're a Canadian over there, or you have family over there, and there's an opportunity for them to get out safely, I hate to say it, but maybe you want to do it. Like if this is going to be a war coming from three, four different fronts, I don't like the way how this is going to turn out. Uh, let's get back to home here. Halton Healthcare is now experimenting with drones to fly samples between their hospitals. They call it a two-way transportation air link between, this is the trial, Milton District Hospital and Oakville Trafalgar Hospital, about 13 kilometers apart. So they'll decide, oh, you know what? We got to get this uh, blood culture tested. Let's send it to the Oakville Hospital for testing before somebody would have actually had to drive it there. Now they stick it in this drone and the drone flies it to Oakville. Um, what happens if it runs out of battery or something and just like dies on the on the, on the highway, like right you. above the highway? I, what happens if it's a good Beep. windy day? You know, these drones are good, but they're oh. not airplanes. Fucking raining red. What is that? That's a thing. That would be weird. Can you imagine you're just driving down, oh, I don't know, uh, Highway 25 and is it raining? Is it raining red? Oh, shit. That's blood on my window. <laughs> And there goes the drone. I'm just, aren't they, don't they have to be super careful when it comes to anything in the lab? Yes. Like I know they do because like I, I'm well aware of like Life Labs, for example, does a very, very good job in both, through both my pregnancies. I remember them being so specific on the amount of time I had to wait between doing things. And I'm sure it's like that for many different cases, right? But whether it was urine or taking blood or whatever it was, there's a lot of specifics and also it has to be captured a certain way in a certain temperature. Are they going to be, I, I assume that they think they're going to be able to handle all of that just fine with a drone being added into the mix? I guess. And they could have an endless amount of these drones going back and forth. I don't know how much they cost, but. Yeah. Well, hey, if it ends up working out, that's probably for the best. Because to try to drive it somewhere, we all know how traffic is. Driving it sucks. That's why in a lot of cases for emergency purposes, for organs, for example, they use helicopters. So if we can utilize drones more and it works out well, I, I think that's a good thing. Like as much as we joke and kid, maybe if this works out well, this is, this could 
be a very like a game changer. Maybe even I'm going to say save lives in some cases. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you're looking down the line. You're smart. Yeah. Intuitive. This isn't just right now. They're sending blood and pee like whatever. Who gives a shit? Or yeah, maybe a hair sample every now and again or something random. Yeah. How long until you've got a doctor in the OR performing a procedure and they realize, shit, we need an extra pinky finger. Have we got one in Oakville? Great. Throw it in the drone and bring it up. They'll be doing all sorts of shit yeah, back and forth. Yeah, it's true. As long as they can master this and, and the weight of whatever they're doing is okay and safe, then, hey, that's good. Let's start. We got to start somewhere, right? One more thing I want to mention under the more serious banner is real discouraging numbers when it comes to autism treatment here in Ontario. New figures suggest the number of children with autism receiving publicly funded needs-based core therapy in Ontario has now only returned to the level it was at five years ago. Documents obtained through a Freedom of Information request show that as of mid-July, there were more than 8,700 children whose families had signed a funding agreement for core therapy services. According to the province's Financial Accountability Office, there were 10,300 of them in 2018. Five years, and we've got less people getting autism treatment. That number went down because... A lot of children aged out of the program, mm-hmm. but because we changed the funding model, they're not getting people into the program as quickly as possible. Which is frustrating so, for parents and families. When you think about the 24-7 never-ending obligation that some families have to dealing with children who are on the spectrum in some way, mm-hmm. and you think, but there is therapy out there that can be very, very helpful for them, and we offer it in Ontario, and we will cover it in Ontario, if you're fortunate enough to get through the queue and get to the front of the line. And we're not even moving people through the line. We have less people getting autism therapy treatment now than we did five years ago. Something's not working here, guys. And something's not working. That's right. I said it before and I'll say it again to this government. Don't you dare say we can't afford it. Don't you dare nickel and dime parents on autism therapy. Don't you dare say we don't have the time, desire, finances, or anything, because we do. And you pricks proved it during COVID when you dropped all that fucking money on this, that, and the other thing. Stupid shit. How much did we spend on stickers for floors so you know which way to walk at Service Ontario? All that money that got wasted. And now we don't have enough money to fund autism therapies properly. Mm -hmm. Everyone who needs it should get it. Yeah. And and whatever the cost is, think about the amount of money that you guys wasted on COVID and think about these people that need these core core therapy treatments now. Fund everyone, stop screwing around. And if there's an obstacle to this, fix the problem. If you guys say, hey, listen, we'd love to, we've got the money to do it. We just don't have enough therapy providers. Okay, well, that makes sense. Let's get some more people trained and get them in the system. Let's steal some from other places. If that's it. If that's it. If this is a money thing, you pricks better not even think of coming back to the electorate, asking them to reelect you, because that is too big an issue. There are too many people that are vulnerable and suffering right now for you guys to get cheap all of a sudden on something like this. So... I don't even know what government ministry is in charge of autism funding, but fix the fucking problem here.
This is ridiculous. Yeah, is it a process situation? And if so, fix the process. Make it easier. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're getting less people on the spectrum. More. The numbers grow every year. Yeah. Get them the therapy and treatment Figure they need and deserve. And then do, and then it, with that, you will do a huge service to obviously those families. But also, um, I'm thinking about the teachers and, and, the, and the schools who are just as frustrated as, as the parents are because they, they would like them to get the help that they need too, right? Absolutely. Okay, Kat, let's move on to a couple other things here. Uh, Netflix. Netflix of all... Remember they were just in the news because they closed down the, the DVD warehouses that they had where they yeah, mail you right. movies? They mailed out the last ones. And, and they said, nope, nope, we're getting out of that business. We're not going to mail you DVDs anymore. We've been doing that for 20 years and the it's over. No more party. Is it over? Because they're opening up Netflix stores. They will be opening stores that offer retail, dining, and live entertainment related to Netflix shows and movies. They'll even sell merch. The store is called Netflix House. The first two are going to open in 2025. From there, they hope to expand to major cities around the world. Mm. So let me get this straight. So I go to the Netflix House, and I can get something to eat. And there's going to be live entertainment. You can buy yourself a Squid Game shirt. You can buy yourself like a Squid Game shirt. Or maybe somebody <laughs> like from that. Squid Game is going to come out and be like your waiter or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure exactly why they're doing this. Why would they be doing this and now? And will it be popular? I feel like in heavy, heavy touristy areas, it might be okay. That's where you might be able to get away with it. If you put, I, And I mean by that, like if you threw it into... I don't know, downtown Toronto, and, and there was a store right near Ripley's. Yeah, you know what? You probably had people coming in thinking it was neat, taking photos and selfies and things like that in it. But could you just have it pop up at any old city at any old time? I don't think so. No. It's got to be, this is like very specialty in my opinion. I don't think you're going to let get a lot of traction. Not to mention you could do a lot of that stuff. What's the food? What's the deal with the food? Like, is uh, it special? It'll serve food. I assume there's going like, to be themes, but it doesn't say okay, exactly okay. what kind of food. They yeah. also didn't specify the cities that the first two are going to be in. But yeah. to your point. It's going to be New York or something. They're going to do, they're, if they're smart, and they are, the, the people at Netflix generally are smart. <laughs> They'll throw it in like a New York City near Times Square or something. So people go in and take selfies in like, it looks like the, well, like Stranger Things. It looks like the food court in Stranger Things, let's say. And then maybe they adjust. It's like doing the Friends cafes and shit like that. People do like it. They will go and they will likely spend money if they're a fan. And you think about all the Netflix originals or the ones who Netflix now own. You could probably do a lot with that if you're smart about it. Would you like to know the top costumes that we're Googling this year for Halloween? Is it Barbie and Barbie and Barbie? Barbie is number one. Yep. Princess is number two. Okay. Spider-Man. Witch, fairy, Wednesday Adams, mm -hmm. dinosaur, cowboy, ninja, and bunny. Oh, okay. Do people actually Google? Do people say, you know what? I want to be a bunny this year and Google all the different bunny costumes? I guess so. Or is that just what people are buying? It's Google that puts out the list. So I assume it's based on searches. Yeah, based on searches, I guess, which could lead you to like a Pinterest page, for example, of how to create your own costume. Because mm -hmm. with some of those, it's like, yeah, you could do it yourself. You don't need to buy a full ensemble. Would you like to hear the top couples costumes? <laughs> sure. I guess I should pay attention to these things Yeah, you now. better. Fuck. Which one are you going to be? Hugh Hefner and Playboy Bunny. Okay. Jesse and Woody from Toy Story. All right. Jay and Silent Bob. Popeye and olive oil, really? 
2023, people are Nobody's, looking for a Paul no, Popeye costume. Get I was going to know that no, reference. Like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> Mario and Princess Peach. Okay, that makes sense. Are the other ones. Sure. Uh, I'm going to tell you a story here. Uh, it, <laughs> it happened late last week, and I don't know how I didn't see the story at the time, but it's great. So a guy works for a funeral home, and he gets called to go to a house to pick up a body. He goes to the house, and in the house, he notices big titted blow-up doll just sitting out there ready to go. I don't think the person who's deceased was using the blow-up <laughs> doll. It's always ready to go, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's isn't the, best the best part. part? Wide open. So the blow-up doll's there. The guy decided to phone the person who's in charge of the property and looking after the estate right now and said, hey, found this uh, inflatable love doll here and uh, the police want me to grab it as part of the investigation. And the the supervisor of the property said, hmm. no, that doesn't sound right. You leave it right where it is, okay? We'll deal with that later. I'll speak to the police if they need it. Didn't hear anything. So the guy thought, maybe I should go and check on this corner. That, that's a little weird that they wanted to take the blow-up doll. Guy went to the house. And sure enough, the morgue guy was fucking the blow-up doll. <laughs> In the house? Yep. Actually, he had just finished. <laughs> and... <laughs> Who does that? I'm putting a sweater over the doll. Are you chilly? Can I get you anything? Are you thirsty? Hmm? Who does that? Like, you know what? It's, isn't it a scary thought, guys? That there's people like that just around doing things. You know, it's one thing to, Uh, oh, go ahead. And, 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 and and he worked at a funeral home. Uh Uh-huh. Was he, he's around a lot of dead bodies. Look, I'm not saying he's. I'm not, I'm not saying he's a dead body fucker, but like, would you want to, <laughs> if you're that gross, listen, if you're that gross, just hear me out. If you're that gross that you go into a home doing your job and see a doll and go, I'm going to fuck it. Like, <laughs> then if you're around, I'm just saying it's worth looking into if this guy has seen like a naked person on a table, looked around and went. I'm a fuck it. Like, I, that's all I'm saying. You, those kind, there's a certain type of person. You got to just dig a little deeper there because we might find out a lot more about this guy. Like, what else has he fucked on the job is my question. I believe the word is necrophiliac. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody might want to look into that, to your point. Great, yeah. great Halloween costume, right? What are you for Halloween? Creepy. I'm a necrophiliac. I'm a necrophiliac. Yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> so I know that these things are, are wildly if it's lifeless. I'm fucking it. <laughs> Sorry. If it doesn't move, I'm putting my penis in it. <laughs> Idiot. So <laughs> I know that there's a lot of people that own one of these dolls. And if you have one of these dolls, I guess it's even possible to convince yourself that you do have some sort of an intimate relationship with it, even though it doesn't have a soul, you're just banging a piece of rubber. But fine, right. do, do whatever you want to do. And that goes for the little whole, like the little thing, because I know there's a whole bunch of different ones, right? It's not just inflatable. They're like the ones that are, I don't know what they're made of, like silicone maybe yes. and stuff like that. Th- those are apparently supposed to feel like skin. Yeah. And the ones that are like, don't have legs and arms and shit is... It's, it's, <laughs> That's just so a fucking weird. And like you hold it like it's a 
cup. <laughs> like, buy the whole fucking girl or don't buy one. Like, what are you doing? It's better for storage, Scott. All I need is the tits and the vag. <laughs> well, I mean, what are you really doing <laughs> here? Weird. Like, fuck this, off. See what I mean? Why you could equate that to a necrophiliac? I'm just saying. Yes. See what, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm just saying that it's one thing to order one of those. Sure. I don't know. Like when you go to work in the morning, are you like, yeah, later on tonight, I'm going to fuck it. Is, is that what <laughs> you see you tonight, sweetheart? Or, 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 <laughs> or is it just like when you get home, if you're a little bored or whatever, you think, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. It's a totally <laughs> other thing to go into someone else's home who just fucking died. Look at their sex doll and think, nah, I'm going to fuck it. <laughs> No, 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 and fucking no. You, you know what? You all, you make a, you make a good point too. And that did he even consider like what fucked it last? Yeah. And like, did, was it clean? Maybe no. that's what killed the guy. You're there yeah. to pick up. <laughs> nice little staph infection or something. <laughs> Fuck. You see, this is why it scares me. And these people are out and about with jobs in society. Good paying, Good. respectable yeah. jobs. Like, you know what? like that's why these kinds of stories to me are the scariest ones. What do you? I have so many questions about this. Maybe we should talk to somebody who owns one. Can we like, do that? Like do, do anonymously? Br- Would you do that, people? You can call yourself whatever you want, and I don't just mean a message, but like I want to have like a full blown, pun intended, conversation. Yeah. Do you like bring it on the couch with you? Do you take it upstairs to the bedroom? Do you do it in the shower? What do you do? How how does it work? And mm-hmm. and. Like, do you have to be really turned on and you've tried every woman on Tinder before you say, well, fuck it, I guess it's going to be the doll tonight. Like, how does that work in your head? I just have a lot of questions that I'd love to ask you in a respectful and confidential way. Okay. DM us if you're interested. Great. Uh, Before we get to the replay of Missed Connections, just because I find this morbidly fascinating. Tomorrow, the Jada Pinkett Smith memoir comes out. Right. She did a lot of interviews this weekend and it's really kind of hard to try and keep track of the lies. How long have they been separated? And did Will Smith know they were separated? Because his comment <laughs> from the weekend indicates he might not have. It's so weird. So I saw, I noticed he posted, I want to say yesterday, either, either yesterday or Saturday, um, he posted uh, on his Instagram feed, him like on a boat. He's on a boat somewhere. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Um, but he just put like notifications off. And I thought, good for you, buddy. Turn that Because you know that he's just, every outlet's trying to get a comment from the guy. But he did actually release a statement to the New York Times. An email, they say. They received an email back from him. Here it is. In an email to the New York Times, Will says, revelations about their marriage in her memoir woke him up. Woke him up? His words, woke him up. So did he not have a conversation with her about their marriage? Or was it the fact that they weren't really in a marriage that woke him up and made him go, oh, fuck, we weren't married that whole time? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Have they ever actually met in person? Because it seems like they haven't. I mean, she says they've been apart for like seven years and he apparently had no idea. Well, and and she said in this prime time- Like, didn't she bang her son's best friend? Yeah, they got into it. It was an entanglement. Right. Yes. He was around through that. Did he not know that they weren't together? I, I I don't know. She, in the primetime special that aired with Hoda Kotb on Friday- she said she was shocked, not just that Will S- Smith slapped Chris Rock and defended her. She was surprised he said, wife, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth or whatever the hell he said. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. She was more shocked he said wife. Really? Because they weren't actually married. But riddle me this. You acted like you were, Jada. Yeah, they were you, there together you, you, as yes. a couple. You were there together, not to mention, like, it's funny how people are digging through the archives now at premieres through the years, red carpets, uh, between Met Galas and carpets and all these things, Scott. 
showing the two of them definitely affectionate on each other. And not to say that like if you're not, if you're working things out and you're not 100% good in a relationship that you wouldn't still kiss each other, hold hands or be there for the person. I get it. But seven years of it, that I don't think anyone can compute, like cannot compute, like don't understand it. You've been by each other's side still, even though Will has allegedly, and it makes you wonder if all those allegations about him and Margot Robbie, I think it was, remember when they made focus and there was allegations between of them? I don't, but up? that's an interesting couple. Yeah. yeah. No, no, she's married and, and everything's like, well, it's not happening now. now but... It's not happening <laughs> now. But when they, I, I think when they made focus, they weren't. But anyway, there was rumors that the two of them got it on. And that's when it all kind of started. And then apparently Jada was not even phased. So that made people go, oh, they're in an open relationship. Even though they kind of hinted at it, if I'm not mistaken. So the fact that Will says that these revelations about their marriage woke him up makes me wonder what parts exactly in that memoir made you go, oh, fuck, I wish we would have talked about that. Like, <laughs> you were married, and you were, but you were living separately. So I don't know. But he did also go on to talk really nicely about her. Uh, she lived a life more on the edge. She's more resilient, clever, and compassionate than I'd understood. When you've been with someone for more than half your life, a sort of emotional blindness sets in. And you can all too easily lose your sensitivity to their hidden nuances and subtle beauties. Is he trying to say that he realizes now, fuck, she's a beaut. She's been through a lot of shit and I really love her and I want to be back with her. Like, I'm confused as to where that comment is going. She continues to just smack him at every opportunity too, whether she's doing it intentionally or not. I heard one of the excerpts from the book talks about how Tupac was her soulmate, yeah. but they didn't have enough chemistry together. Yes. How does it how does it feel when someone you've been with for half yes. your life, Will, says another dude was her soulmate? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. She's going right down. It's like a race to the bottom to sell books. I feel like the whole thing is scandalous and skeezy I and know. dirty. I, I got to say, when I first heard about the memoir, I thought, oh, if someone put that on my lap, I'd be like, maybe I'd read some. I don't even know if I'm interested in reading it because I'm feeling icky about the whole thing. I'm mm-hmm. feeling icky about where Will stands in the whole matter. I know he's the one that hit Chris. And you could go on about Will and how you feel about him, too, because I understand. He's been through a lot of shit, too. I didn't realize how fucked up Jada was, though, like in terms of her life before all of this, before she was even in the public eye. Like she was a drug dealer that had a, a, at one point thought she was going to die because she had like two guns to her head when she was selling drugs out of her apartment when she was 17 years old. Wow. So she's been through some shit for sure. So I think that that part might be very interesting. I would be interesting to hear, interested to hear that. But where you lose me is... Like the the relationship between the two of them, we don't have to always understand couples, right? We don't always have to understand because what works for one person doesn't work for another. But like you said, it's it's them airing it out though. It's Jada airing it out. And it was Will airing it out at the Oscars. So now how are we supposed to feel? I'm very confused how we're supposed to feel towards them. I think they both need to go away. Go ahead, Jada. Take your last couple of interviews today. Get your memoir out. Make your 20 million bucks and then shut up. Both of you go away. go away for a while. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, after the Oscars thing, I was okay with not seeing any more Will Smith movies. I thought it was a stupid, childish thing to do. And it seemed like we didn't fully understand where it was coming from. Mm -hmm. Reading what I've read from this book, I get where it's coming from. She, it seems like he was trying really, really, really hard to preserve this marriage. And she really wasn't that interested in it. And may even have exploited him in the process of him trying to save their marriage. So was the Chris Rock thing just out of anger and frustration? Was it a last-minute effort to try and save it? I don't know, because he didn't even really know they weren't together. He thought they were together. Still a happily married husband and wife thing. Yeah. So seems like, um, 
I actually feel a little more bad for Will Smith now, I think is the best way to put it. I couldn't even imagine what it would feel like to have your wife come out and say, eh, well, actually, my ex was my soulmate. Really? You're going to put that in a fucking book? She's openly talked about her, her Tupac and her love for Tupac multiple, on multiple occasions. Okay, but at what point do we move on? It was like yeah. 30 years ago, and yeah. you were still harping on this? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Publicly. Yeah. Embarrassing your husband. No, I get it. And you weren't alone in those feelings. I've seen a lot of that, especially even people who were on her side um, for many years think the same way. I don't know. I th- but I agree with you. I think it, neither one of them is perfect, n- nor are any of us. However, at this time, I think it's best if both of them just kind of go figure it out or go go your separate ways. Yeah. But find your happiness because no, I don't think either of them are. No more banging friends of your children. No more. <laughs> No more reminiscing about dead rappers. None of it. We're just going to move on. Go I don't know forward. If he's, I don't know if he's in there, by the way. I don't know if the entanglement is part of the book, but I'll be interested to hear. If you end up reading it, because I don't think I'm at that point where I'm going to. Britney's memoir is a maybe for me. The audiobook with Michelle Williams, actually, I'm more interested in. Michelle Williams, the actress, or Michelle Williams, like Destiny's Child? Oh, the actress. The okay. Oscar-winning actress. Amazing. She is going okay. to be doing the audiobook, but Britney's going to do the intro. There's an introduction part to it, so Britney's going to be voicing that, and Michelle Williams is going to be reading it. I love that they're making a big deal of it, and Britney is going to voice the intro. She's got a fucking studio in her basement. It will take her five minutes to go downstairs, lay down and the track, do and email it off. Yeah. This is not a big deal or a heavy lift for her at all. No, and because she's going to sell a lot of copies of this thing. She's going to sell a lot. Yeah. What's the connection with Michelle Williams? Are they buddies? Or That's a great question. They actually did not explain how that came to be um, or if she stepped up. Now, Michelle has said things about her in the past. Like, she's obviously a Britney Spears fan, right? But she had um i believe it said something about empathy for her journey and things like that so it probably just came to be that someone from britney's team reached out because they heard michelle say nice things and go hey you're a pretty good actress here how do you feel about (laughs) voicing this for us and she said sure would you ever voice a memoir like if x called and said i really want you to be the voice of my memoir is there a certain level of celebrity they'd have to be for you to say, yeah, you know what, uh, Christina Aguilera, I will. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Christina Aguilera would ever ask me, but yes, I would absolutely consider it. It would have to be, I'd have to understand the story, though, because I feel like I couldn't just do it for anybody. They're very personal memoirs. That's the whole point of them. What about Jada? If she said, hey, I want the TikTok girl to voice my my book. Yeah, I'd do it. Really? Yeah, she got money. Yeah, fuck it, take her money. <laughs> she got do take her money, man. Oh, yeah, do it. You get some Jada money out of that one. <laughs> That's right. <It's> great. <laughs> Guys, we got to go. We'll see you tomorrow with another episode of After 9. In the meantime, here is the replay of today's Missed Connections. Missed Connections. Missed Connections on the Scott and Cat Show. Welcome to it. This is a part of the show that we like to allocate. Spe- Hang on, where's my piano? Here? Where is the piano? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, Hang you on. just got to pull it a little bit. Yeah. There you go. Pull a- it your way. There what? you go. Why does it have a cord? Okay. <laughs> This is the part of the show, sorry about that, we just weren't ready, where we tell you about two people who have had an encounter in the past. Maybe it was a chance meeting, maybe a date, maybe they were introduced. One of them is now looking for the other, and they told the whole story about how this connection happened. We intercepted it, and we bring him to you right here. This is a little post-Thanksgiving. Meet cute. (laughs) (laughs) You were discharging a Thanksgiving feast worth of turkey and booze onto the pavement while I cheered you on from the car behind yours. Looks like after a full tummy with the fam, 
<laughs> you decided to head out to the bar. Rough move, sister. You were trying to get into the passenger seat of the car to exit the scene, but nope, you didn't make it. That moment will remain special. It was a moment we shared that we'll always have. And they can never take it away from us. Never change. Never change? Well, you want... What? I'm going to suggest maybe they should consider some changes. Like, not everything, but like... Maybe eating, several, eating, yeah, Go ahead. Like a bottle bottle less of vodka? One I don't less. know. Just yeah. yeah, I mean, we're on the same page here. I thought a little less excessive eating and excessive drinking could probably have avoided all of this. Mm -hmm. But then they wouldn't have had that encounter. So imagine that you've just had a big turkey you had a little bit of booze and you decided for some silly reason that you were going to go out to a club or something mm -hmm. and you didn't even make it past the light. Why would you want to dance? That's like the last thing I'd want to do after I had a big Thanksgiving meal. When you're getting all jiggly with it. <laughs> feeling the need to move. <laughs> yeah. Exactly it. <laughs> um, so she's hurling out the window of a car and he's loving it and cheering her on. Yeah, basically. Don't ever change. No, Don't I could recommend change. some changes. Uh, this one happened at a Tim Hortons. She's a beaut, too. Um, the short, cute blondie at Tim's. Hello, short, blonde cutie. I seen you at Tim Hortons. I'm going to read this as is. Oh, good. As yes. much as it irks me, I'm going to read it as is, okay? I seen you at Tim Hortons with a friend. Maybe you're 25, if I have to guess, and you were probably high. Maybe you were just tired. Used to. Ordered a juice. <laughs> it pains me. What? It pains me. <laughs> Used to. Ordered a juice. And I was waiting for my order when I noticed how excited you were to get a donut. I knew we was meant to be when I noticed you were wearing Hot Wheels pants. Good for you. <laughs> you mail away from that from a cereal box? How do you even find those for a grown adult? Hot Wheels Hot pants? <laughs> Where do you even get those? Is that like back row at Markswork Warehouse or what is that? Where, where do you go for that? <laughs> My auntie found the pattern at Fabricland. <laughs> it's got cars and a truck and a truck. I ordered a hot bevy and a little snack. Maybe you'll remember me handing you a napkin when you spilled Boston cream goo on your top. You shook your head as if to say, nope, don't need it, and finger scooped it back into your mouth. You still looked cute, and you seem like a hoot. Message me. You with the cream all <laughs> over your shirt. <laughs> nope, don't need no napkin when you got fingers. <laughs> I, I might have just gone for the whole, like, you know, when you pull the sweater up and just <laughs> suck through it. Just get it all out of the fabric. Just do it. Sexy chick walking around Tim's in her Hot Wheels pants. What did you expect was going to happen? Well, I'm glad she did keep those Hot Wheels pants clean. That's good. It didn't didn't go all the way to the pants. Got to keep those babies clean. <laughs> I don't even know where you get those. That's amazing. Oh.
Oh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Missed connections. <sighs> right here <laughs> on the Scott and Cat Show. I hope they find each other. Yous make a cute couple, used to. Can you get Babel for English? Because it sounds like he might need oh, that, by boy. the way. That was a really roughly worded misconnection. Uh, that's great. Scott and Cat Show.